right, what's up, everybody? My name's Tyler Dunn. Just give me one sec. Set this up. My name's Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. We're on episode 108 of Goals and Updates. So let me, let me just plug this in really quick. All right, just make sure the, the laptop's all plugged in so that way we don't lose power. But uh, we're on episode 108 of Goals and Updates. We're almost on, I mean, we're, we're getting pretty close to 150, which is pretty cool. The next goal is really 200 episodes, but we're on episode 108 of Goals and Updates. And today, what we're going to be talking about is two topics. But before we do that, I'm going to go over some stuff that you really should know to help support the channel. So the first one is we have our goalsandupdates.podbean.com and that's our Podbean platform. So that's for all the old episodes that we uh, already went through. Um, we're still, I'm still working on updating a lot of those onto the Podbean platform. So once that's all put together and I have about maybe 50 or 60 episodes, I'll then, um, then I'll basically be able to do an RSS feed and I'll basically put that on iTunes, uh, Spotify, anything that's a platform. What's up, Charlie? Anything that's basically um, a, a pod, uh, I'm trying to the word, a podcast platform, I should be able to upload it directly to those feeds, and then we'll be able to to minimize or maximize basically the coverage of, of the expansion of goals and updates. So that's going to be pretty interesting. The next one and, and the last thing I have for you is Patreon support, which is where you can sign up as a member. And right now, all we have is a dollar membership. So, I mean, a dollar, right? You're probably thinking to yourself, all right, a dollar's not bad. But the dollar membership is pretty cool because it's literally less than a cup of coffee. If you went to Dunkin' Donuts, I think the cheapest you can go on a cup of coffee is about 150 So it's cheaper than a cup of coffee, and that's for the month. You'd be donating $1 a month. So that's pretty interesting, pretty cool. I'm going to work on getting two more memberships, which will be a 5 and a $10 one. Uh, but right now I haven't, I just haven't had the time or I just haven't had the ability to go in there and, and fix it and update it. But I really have ideas where I want to do uh, the $5 one or the 10 where I can send you some merchandise when you actually apply and sign up for it. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I got to, I got to put some cash together to do that because I have to have the merchandise on hand to be able to ship it to you. So that's pretty interesting. And I'll update you guys on that once we get more into the the, the Patreon support, but the topics I want to talk about today are going to be the the myth or the myth about equality. Hard times create warriors, and there's going to be the two topics we're going to talk about on this show. And how we do it if you're new to goals and updates is it's going to do uh, personal, right? So it's going to be updates of my personal life. Then we go into the two topics which I gave you, which is the myth about equality. Hard times create warriors, and then I'll talk about my business, Dundee Investments. Now, if you're on Instagram, I highly encourage you uh, to go on Facebook just because the quality is going to be a lot better, and probably, I think the quality overall is going to be a lot better. You're going to get better audio, you're going to get better picture, and I'm not going to look so far away and, and slanted. So, <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, Facebook is more... 
of a built-in platform than Instagram. Instagram's kind of difficult to get everything done because it want, they kind of want you to be spontaneous at the time. Um, you know, like if you're doing like an event or something, it's kind of hard to get both of them together. And especially since I don't have a crew, I'm kind of doing everything on my own, it's kind of hard to do both. So I definitely highly recommend Facebook if you're on Instagram. Now, updates I can give you in my life right now, and the reason I give you the updates in my life in the beginning is so you can see that I'm a I'm trying to implement everything that I'm basically going over with you. Uh, and you can see that I'm trying to work on myself as much as trying to give out, uh, I guess, more proper information or the right information because uh, right now you're, you're living in a time where there's two different things. The, the first one really is you're living in a time where technology is giving you all the information and a lot of us are either too lazy to go and look it up or you have uh, another generation where they just don't know how to use the technology, right? The second reason that I'm, I'd like to give out the information and things that I've learned and uh, different, you know, talk about different issues or topics is because I'm going to try to, I do my best to try to give you, I try to give you a 360 perspective, right, on a lot of different things. And that's why I like putting co-hosts on here because when I have the co-host, I get different backgrounds, different types of people that have different thoughts and opinions. And it shows you that uh, even though I, you know, people won't agree with me 100% or maybe I don't agree with that person 100%, it shows you that the two people can have a conversation, find some agreement, and at the same time find some disagreement and still be, you know, still be okay afterwards and, and still be friends or still be able to have, uh, you know, good times together, right? I had, you know, a lot of the people I had on this show, I don't, I know they agree with me at a certain point, but there's certain things like the last person I heard, uh, had on here, Steven, he didn't agree with me on everything. He kind of actually disagreed dis, uh, with me on probably, you know, maybe half of the stuff that I uh, was talking to him about on here. So the, the thing is, that's why I try to do the co-hosting. So you can get different opinions, you get different people's ideas, and um, and you can and you basically can see that you know I understand a lot of people aren't going to agree with me, right? I'm not I'm not doing this show to have everyone agree with me. I actually like when people disagree with me because it makes me think, right? It it kind of it kind of puts me on the spot. That's actually why I like co-hosts too, because it's live. It, um, there's no I don't edit them. It's like the full one hour and a half. So Whatever happens within there, I just post it and, you know, I could, you know, they could cream me at Intel or knowledge. I could, you know, maybe be better than them and maybe be a little bit more educated on the, the subject. But overall, it puts me thinking fast. It puts me on my feet. And at the same time, it's listening to someone else that has a, maybe a, a completely different viewpoint than I do. So that's why I like the co-host. So if you want to, you know, be on this, this channel goals and updates and you want to be a co-host, just let, you know, reach out to me in some way, shape or form. Uh, whether you're on Instagram, you can reach out on uh, direct messaging on Instagram or direct messaging on Facebook and I'll put you on the show and I'll, and it's probably going to be the same setup where, uh, like it was with Steven, where I just, you know, bring a chair and eventually I want to get better chairs. So I'm sure, I'm sure that chair wasn't too comfortable for Steven, but, um, you know, I want to, uh, you know, I'm trying to update the show, get different things on here. And I'm just really trying to progress the show. And you'll see that over time. Like, I'm sure if you went back and saw the other episodes compared to now, 
you'd see a big, big difference and how it's structured and everything like that. So that's kind of what I want to do. I want to, you know, keep progressing the show, obviously. So that's uh, co-hosting. Trying to think if there's anything else I want to talk about. Um, I'm going to get into my updates in a minute, but I'm just trying to think if there's anything else I want to kind of point out before I start. I think that's basically it. So we're going to start with my update. So some things that have happened in my life so far is uh, this weekend, since it's Labor Day weekend, I'm going to have off on Monday. This um, I went to church. I went to church yesterday, which was Sunday. Um, oh, and, bef- and before I start this, by the way, we if you're new, we I do a show every Monday and Wednesday at about 7.30. Sometimes I run a little bit late because I'm trying to eat when I get home at 7, around 7-ish. And then I try to do it live and then I try to post it. But I sometimes run late because I have a lot of technology that I have to get up and then I got to get the structure and make my cue cards and just keep me on track and different things that I don't have a team to do. So it, it does take me, you know, a couple of minutes to get everything set up, sent to each other. And it, so it does take me a couple of minutes, but every Monday and Wednesday we do a goals and updates podcast episode. So that's about seven thirty live. If you miss it, Facebook's probably the best place to go to, to watch them. And I, I post them on Facebook. So eventually I'll get them on uh, Podbean a lot faster and, and so forth. But anyways, so I went to church Sunday and this, and I was volunteering, I was ushering and the person reached out to me. The person that I work with there is around my age. She might be a little bit older than me, but I, I saw her there, but she reached out to me a couple, a day or two before on Instagram. And I attended one of her youth group, I actually attended one of her youth groups, which um, I'm kind of, I actually kind of forget the name of the group. But I went there one time, signed up, and so she tries to keep in contact with me. And unfortunately, she does them on a Tuesday around the same time I go to Toastmasters. So I'm not able to kind of commit to it 100% and, and go every single, you know, every single meeting they have and meet different people. And, and the, the whole point of that group is it's uh, like-minded individuals like myself with um, like Christians go there from all types of different churches and they go there and they uh, they meet and they basically just do. Last time I went, they tried to do a couple like fun activities where you're playing games and you're. It kind of the games were kind of made so you'd have conversations with them and you talk a little bit about yourself. And it w- it was pretty interesting just meeting some of the people. Uh, last time I went, they had these two Filipino, um, like really young Filipino girls, and they. It was just interesting talking to them about the Philippines because I've never been over there, but I always, you know, it's kind of curious to talk to them and get their input on what the real differences are over there compared to the United States and Florida. Obviously, they're living in the state of Florida. So it was kind of interesting. But the whole point of it is to get Christians, like the, the youth of the Christians or the, 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 the youth area of the generation of Christians to come together and meet and meet basically like-minded people like yourselves um, that are Christians or Catholics and, and, you know, so on and so forth. But I never have time to go, but she reached out to me and I, and I went to go talk to her when I went out there uh, to go usher. I should be usher together. And I went to go talk to her and she basically came up to me and she's like, Hey, 
um, the reason I reached out to you was because they're having this retreat, this three-day retreat over in Miami. And it's literally like you go there and it's almost like she kind of compared it to camp. I've never been on a retreat, by the way. So I don't have a lot of info. I don't have like knowledge to give you like my, my impression of it or to give you inf enough information to really give you my opinion on it. Because I've never gone to a retreat before. I've heard about them a lot of times and I just never had the time or I, I worked a lot or I just never had the time or the willpower to really go to a retreat. But I was asking her a couple questions and she was saying that the retreats are basically, you got to like, she's like, I can, I kind of compare it to camp where, where uh, you, you meet people that are Christians, but you're there for about three days. And it's basically trying to get you away from the technology, trying to get you away from everything. And you're kind of trying to, you're trying to talk to other people about like your faith and like your belief and it kind of strengthens your faith more. And she didn't really go into great detail about it, but I was kind of thinking to myself, well, you know, it, it probably would be worth trying, right? I'm kind of in this place right now where, you know, I'm preaching to you guys, you know, you should try new things, do, you know, try to get out there more, network, do things. And I, and for me, it is a struggle sometimes to, to find at least in South Florida where it's like, I, you know, I, I talk about a lot, it's very democratic over here. And there's not, there's not a lot of kids that I run into that have strong faith. And so it, it would be kind of interesting to be able to go to a group or an organization where a lot of these kids are going to be like-minded. They're going to have more, they're going to have more faith than the average person I probably run into just, you know, on the street. Um, and that's kind of something that kind of intrigued me where it would get me out of my comfort zone, maybe a little bit, even though I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very uh, Christian. I have a lot of my beliefs come from a lot of the, the Christian background. And for me, even though I have a lot of faith and I've been, you know, I've been really diving deep into it the last, uh, you know, a couple of years, I, um, I thought to myself, like, it would be kind of cool. It might bring me out of my comfort zone just because they're going to, it's going to be talking a lot about God and they're going to, you know, they're going to use God a lot. They're probably going to talk about different things, which doesn't bother me, but sometimes it does kind of put you out of your, um, your element or your zone because I'm not used to that. I'm not used to people around me all the time talking about God or, uh, you know, this happened because of that or, so it might throw me a little bit out of my comfort zone, which would be really good. That's why um, I got the day off. I'm trying to basically, um, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just going to go try it, see what's up. But, and I can definitely update you guys. Uh, it's not going to be next episode because next episode is going to be Wednesday, but I'll update you guys next week, which would be uh, a Monday. I'd be able to update you guys on actually not Monday, uh, probably not Monday. Actually, I probably have to skip Monday and talk to you on Wednesday because Monday is going to be Labor Day. I, I don't know how long that's going to last about three days. And then probably going to hang out with my family and do some barbecuing. So I don't, I don't know a hundred percent. Um, if I'm, I'm probably not going to do an episode Monday, it's probably going to have to be Wednesday and I'll have to make it up sometime in the week, the Monday, but, um, it's just something that, uh, it might, it might be interesting. Right. And, and I'm the type of person where I kind of try to try things before I uh, completely go against it. So that's kind of like my thing. Uh, hopefully you're kind of like that too, because uh, if you just judge everything and you don't try it, uh, it kind of makes you a hypocrite, even though most of us are kind of hypocrites. But 
the the point is you want to try new things and i preach that a lot on this channel so that's what i'm going to do and i'll update you guys when that comes uh comes time so that's one thing would be that retreat now the the other thing i can update you since we're talking a little bit about religion and faith which would be kind of funny to talk about and i have two more after this but the next thing would be uh i usher right so i volunteer a lot at my church and i do ushering which is basically just the person that would help you if if you can't find a seat i basically try to help find a section for you see and give you um and you know kind of bring you over and say hey section over here ask the people around if if anyone's sitting in that area they'd say no and then i would basically say okay there's some seating over here and escort you to the seat the other thing we do too is when they do um uh when they go and they do the body of christ and um yeah, it probably makes me look bad as a Christian, but I kind of, I forget the term where uh, they're giving you the body of Christ. So it's, it's probably going to look bad on me, but you know, it is what it is. But when they go up there, you're supposed to line up and you're, you're trying to make it basically like a smooth transition. So when people, people go up, there's not like a huge horde of people that are trying to like get up there. You're trying to make it more of like a neat fashion line. So you're kind of, you're trying to guide people. Now, the other thing we do too would be uh, the baskets. And this is the part where, you know, it's going to be kind of funny. But what ended up happening was normally I do this section, right? The section is like a row. And what ends up happening, oh, communion. All right. So she actually told me it's uh, receiving communion. Yeah, right. You're right. So it's communion. You know, sometimes it happens, right? Sometimes, especially when you're trying to do this live and you're on the spot, you tend to, you know, lose focus of, uh, the wording for it. But anyways, um, so what they do is when you go and give the basket, at least in my row, it's a little split section in the middle of the row. So I'm supposed to pass basket to the left, pass basket to the right. Now, what ended up happening was when I gave the basket to the left and then I gave the basket to the right, the person on the, the first row on the right ended up passing it across the aisle to the other side. So, you know, I'm not, what I try to do is I try to look at both sides at the same time, back and forth, and I try to even it out so when the person goes to pass it, I'm there to take the basket, give it to the next row behind them. So what ended up happening was I saw the basket go around, and when I went to turn to the right to check on that basket, I'm like, where'd the basket go? I couldn't find the basket. And the second row behind that row all have their envelopes, because most of the time when they're donating money to the church to have them in the envelopes and that um, they, if there's a number on it and it basically links, uh, it tells the church like, all right, you know, Tyler Dunn donated this amount of money and that way you can kind of do like a tax exemption. So kind of help, they try to help you out with like, to basically track how much money you're donating to the church. And I see all these envelopes and I'm like, where the heck did the basket go? And I look and I see one guy and he's just like, he gives me like this face and like hands go up and he, and he, and then he points across to the row across. And I see that they, the person, I guess that was the last one in that first row passed it to the next, they went across the aisle and passed it to the other side, which makes, you know, makes no sense. It's pretty, you know, kind of common sense in my book to pass it behind you. I don't know why you'd go across you know, I literally get up and cross to the other side. But anyways, so, or I don't even know why the person behind that guy didn't say, hey, pass me the basket or, you know what I mean? But anyways, 
besides the point. So what ended up, what ended up happening was I'm like, I can't leave where I'm at and I can't scream to the person or try to get the person's attention. That's also a, an usher on the other side. I can't, I can't yell to her cause I can't disrupt the mass. So all I could really do was basically uh, hope that either they passed the basket back over and I just had to watch the first one I, I put to the left or the left, the left side would basically finish up with the basket. I would take that basket, bring it to back to the front and start doing the right side. That's all I could really do and hope that either the person eventually, because eventually it would get to the end on the other side and the person that was on the other side, the other usher would eventually get that. So what ended up happening was eventually they passed the basket back over and I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, all right, cool. And my mom's on the other side because my mom's also an usher. So she's on the other side and I said, and I point to the basket. I'm like, you're going to get that basket. And she gets the basket and I go back down and now I have to wait with the second basket. That's really, really delayed. And I'm like, all right. So needless to say, I have to bring these baskets, you know, the ushers have to bring the baskets to the back. They put it in a bag and that's how they basically, um, by law, you know, count the, the money and they have to report it to obviously the IRS and all this other stuff. But I was really, really late. And like everyone's giving me like these weird looks back there. And I'm like, there's nothing I could do, man. <laughs> but the point of this story, the reason I wanted to tell you this story was it was a situation where I could, I didn't really have control of the situation, but all I could really do is just try to take control as much as I possibly could and figure out a solution on the spot. And that's basically what I did. Now, I, you know, I don't know if, uh, you know, some of the ushers there would have agreed what I did, but the whole point of this story is that's life. I can't, you know, there's probably in both of those sections easily probably 50 people, maybe 35 people at, at the at the minimum. And I can't control all 50 people and, and tell each individual to pass the basket to the, the basically their neighbor and pass it behind them. Right? So it's it's an out of control situation, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because that's life, right? You literally have to figure out on the spot when, when stuff goes wrong and you're not planning on it. I wasn't planning for the, you know, I've done it. I've done ushering for, I think now it's been like maybe 10 masses, maybe a little bit less than that. But I, you know, every single time it's been pretty smooth. Now you always have one person that like waits to the last minute to get the basket, takes out their purse, their wallet and put the money and they delay. But it's normally not too bad. It's the first time ever someone's ever, kind of disrupted the whole entire flow of it, but you know, it happens. And that's the point I wanted to make to you is it, you know, that's what happens in life. It's unexpected things happen. So it's kind of an interesting story. That's kind of a, you know, a little cool update that I wanted to give you. Cause I felt pretty good the way I handled it. I don't know if the people around me really thought I did a good job about it, but um, I thought I did pretty good for it. Uh, now the other two that I have real quick would be, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to take a trip. Now, I don't, I don't know if we're changing it, but uh, I've been a, into communication with my friend and she was talking about, she goes to school um, UF, which is the Gators. And so I was in communications with her and she was talking about fo the football season for the Gators and how like she wants to go get 
uh, tickets and stuff. And I was just kind of pitching ideas on like how much the tickets were. And I've never gone to a real, um, you know, real high standard football, college football game before. So I always thought it would be interesting to go to one of those. So I've been kind of talking to her for a while and trying to, you know, trying to get some plans going for that. And I ended up talking to her and she, and she's basically telling me the schedules and how much tickets would be in certain things. And I, and I ended up trying, and I think I'm going to go on the 21st, which I think she said they're playing Tennessee. So that's kind of a cool update that in the next, you know, two, three weeks, um, unless we change, unless I change the date, but that's kind of like the goal that I'm trying to go for right now or the plans to go on, on the 21st on a Saturday of September. And we'll see what happens, but it's just something that's interesting. Cause I finally got, I got her on the same page to try to like figure out how to do it. And it's been, I've been trying to, you know, I've been trying to get these plans going for a long time, but uh, it's just kind of cool. So that's kind of a cool update I can give you is uh, I'm probably going to be going to Gainesville. And I've always kind of, you know, I kind of, my goal is really to explore Florida. I know a lot of people are very, uh, you know, a lot of people don't like uh, traveling short distances. If they're going to travel, they probably would rather travel a different state or to a different country or, you know, but for me, I live in Florida and I lived in Florida pretty much my whole entire life. And it's always interesting to go to different parts of Florida because Florida is such a massive state. And I've been to like Tallahassee. I've been to Orlando. I've been to, uh, I'm pretty sure I've passed Tampa before. I don't think I've stopped in Tampa before, but you know, Tampa is kind of on the map that I kind of want to stop at. But the whole point is I want to just experience the different terrains, the different environments because South Florida is very flat. Obviously there's a lot of ocean around here when you go, the more South you go. And when the more North you go, it's the more mountains, more terrains. It's kind of, it's actually pretty impressive. Actually, it's the more North you go, the temperatures dramatically change. Uh, in South Florida, it's constantly uh, humid and constantly hot. And even in the winter, it's still, you know, it's still not really that cold. So, I mean, I've been to Tallahassee where the temperature was basically at like 30 degrees almost, um, you know, 30 almost, I think it was like 37 or 36 and that was pretty cold. I've never really experienced that. So it was kind of interesting. That's kind of, you know, Gainesville has been on the map for a while that I wanted to get up there and, and go see it. And I, th- I just think it'd be really interesting to go to, but that's kind of an update. And then I, I'm trying to go for this opportunity where, uh, and, and the reason I'm actually bringing this one up is because, you know, I'm constantly talking about goals and updates, right? Goals and updates where I'm trying to, I'm trying to basically, um, I'm always talking about opportunity, right? Like create your own opportunity, create, create this, create that. And this is the same person, um, but just a, obviously a different update. But my friend, the same one that I was just talking about, uh, works for Apple. And so it's always been kind of a, a destination that I've always talked about or always wanted to actually go to. But what ended up happening was uh, she pitched me this idea where she's like, hey, they're looking for more people to, to work for Apple at like customer support. It's basically the same thing I'm doing with this home warranty company, but it would be for, you know, obviously a larger company. I mean, Apple is the only company that's worth a trillion dollars in capital in the United States of America. And it would mean that there's a lot more opportunity there, right? So 
in my mind, I'm like, all right. And I had plans before, like when I first started like business and I first started like, all right, I want to go into the marketing, you know, I want to go into a, some type of marketing. I'm, I'm, I always thought about Apple for some reason. Like I just really like their marketing. It's always colorful. It's always bold. Um, it, you're dealing with technology, which is always, always constantly advancing. And I always just, I just liked the company Apple. I just liked how they marketed their, their, uh, their products and their electronics and, uh, software and stuff like that. Right. So it's always kind of been in the back of my mind. It's always been a company that if I, if someone came up to me and they're like, Hey, what's your dream company? I'd say it would be Apple. Right. And the weird thing too, which, uh, you know, I, I believe in God, so I believe in things happen for a reason, but I, um, a lot, like before I left the marketing job to go to, um, cross country home services, which is the warranty company I work for my, the one person that I worked with, which I really want to get on the show. He, he was like, Hey, and like before we even stepped in the office, cause I, I already left the company and I was working with cross country and I was going through and I was, uh, you know, I'd stop by after class cause at the time I was still going to class so I could stop by and see them, the old people I worked with. And I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to my one friend. We went on to go somewhere and we, we start walking back. And before we get to the door to go back into the room, he stops me and goes, Hey, he's like, you know, I've been thinking, he's like, he's like, uh, I have a friend that actually works for Apple customer support services. And he's like, you'd actually be a really good fit for that. He's like, I understand you kind of feel a little bit trapped with this, this job. They, they time you on everything. They kind of control like basically your time. And he's like, uh, you're really presentable. He's like, you have a great personality. He's like, you're, you're, you're really good on the phone. He's like, I, I can definitely tell you're, you're good at taking phone calls and stuff like that. And he's like, you have the personality where you could literally talk to anyone. It doesn't matter who they are, you know, their skin color, like it doesn't matter. You, you just find a way to connect with them. And he's like, you'd be really good at this job. And he's like, uh, you basically make your own hours. They work with you. They basically send you, um, you know, if you're, if you're working from, and that's the other thing too, he's like, you'll work from home. Uh, you'll set your hours. They'll work with you. Um, massive opportunity within that organization. And he told me, he's like, it would be, um, it would be Apple support services. And I was like, you know, it's kind of, I was like, it's kind of funny that you bring that up because I'm like, I talked to my, my one friend who has been working for Apple for a, a long time. And I'm like, she always told me that too. And at the time, you know, I, I just started this new job, which is the warranty company. And I, you know, I wasn't thinking about getting another job. Right. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, but it's always good to have options. And I told him, I'm like, it's always good to have options. I appreciate you bringing that to my attention. And I'm like, if anything happens and something changes, I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm very glad that you gave me that opportunity and told me about it. And I'm like, who knows, like maybe I'll end up doing that. And you know, I, like then she brought it up to my attention, which was like recently, like the last couple of weeks. And um, and I started kind of weighing out the pros and cons. And I started thinking to myself, you know, there's a couple of different things that I want to do in the company that I'm with that would actually be way more possible and, and a lot easier with this other company that she was suggesting, which was Apple. And I'm like, you know, I start weighing out the pros and the cons and the pros and the cons. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, you know, I want to, eventually I want to move to Orlando. I'm like, it's, I can't move with this company that I'm with right now, but if I work from home, I can move. 
right? It doesn't really matter. I can literally move with the job. Um, the second thing would be like if I wanted to work in, a, in the marketing department for Apple, it'd be a lot easier to work for um, their department than it would be at my department or the company that I'm with now because it's such a smaller company. Like the company I'm with right now is only worth about $500 million and in, in Apple's worth a trillion. So they have the resources, they have the capital to basically to be able to hire more people, to basically give out raises, to do things. My company would struggle a little bit more likely and kind of debate it more. So in my mind, I'm like, you know, I start weighing out. And obviously there's a lot more pros that I'm not telling you, which I, you know, just for confidential reasons and things like that. But, um, but there's a lot of other things that I started considering and thinking about. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, damn, like it kind of would be kind of stupid not to really take up the opportunity. So that's something that I'm working on right now where, um, you know, and there's a bunch of other things I'm kind of not telling you with my the other company that I work with because, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to put myself out there in case something happens. But uh, the point, and then, you know, I could always update you guys if I did get a different job or something and then talk about it. But uh, for right now, that's really all I'm going to talk about with that. But just know, like, you know, I'm constantly seeking opportunity. I really hope that you're not just uh, staying with the job because you think that's what you have to do or uh, you're trying to you're trying to, you're trying to basically, a lot of people stay with jobs they don't like for the sole purpose of, uh, it's harder to go out and look for better opportunity and you get comfortable within that position that you're in. Uh, it's guaranteed money in a sense where obviously the business can go out of business, especially the company I'm working for where they're not really that big of a business yet right? It's, it's still kind of labeled as a small business and on the billions, they're, they're in the millions. And uh, even though it sounds like a lot, uh, there's companies that are far past that, right? So it's more likely for this company to go out than Apple, right? That's worth a trillion and constantly expanding and growing. So, and I like the atmosphere a lot in Apple too, the culture. Like she always tells me the culture there is, is stupendous where um, they're constantly sending out different things. They're constantly trying to create this culture where people try to get along, people express ideas, people, and that's the culture I really want. And that's the culture that I'm not getting at this company. And it's just, I just feel like I'm not growing within this organization and, you know, certain other things, which, you know, I definitely, like I said, I'll tell you if, if something changes and I have a little bit more flexibility to talk about it, but um, it's just an opportunity that I wanted to let you guys know that I'm looking into and you should always have your options open. I, I think that's the most important thing is always, always, always have your options open because you never know. I mean, I, um, yeah, I, you know, I met Ashma through a, a weird situation, right? But the funny thing is like, I became, I like, guess probably one of like my best friends, like easily hands down one of my best friends. I don't ever argue with her. Uh, we might get into like disagreement once in a while, but I really never have any issues with her, never. And it's just because like we're very, we're very open-minded people. Like I could just talk to her and tell her the truth, and she could tell me the truth, and we don't get pissed at each other. We just kind of talk it out and accept it, and 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 move on to the next thing. And like I said, you never know who you're gonna meet. You might meet someone. You know, you might be going to the beach if you're living in Florida. And you might be sitting next to someone that can offer you an opportunity and the opportunity might not come gift wrapped, right? You might hear that a lot through like some of these motivational speakers where they'll say, an opportunity sometimes does not come gift wrapped or it doesn't look like it'd be opportunity, but 
ends up being opportunity. And that's kind of what happened with this scenario is I just so happened to be at the right place at the right time. Like, you know, what, what happens with most opportunity and, you know, obviously it's, it's better. So I'm going to go and try to go for the better opportunity and, and use it as a, a resume booster and, and whatnot. Right. Like I, like I said, on one of the other topics, you're constantly building a world resume. That's what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to build a better world resume than what I already have. So that's, uh, those are my updates. We're going to go into these next topics or the two topics. The first one is going to be the myth about equality. Now I, you know, I could already see people kind of with just the, the, the topic itself, right? The myth about equality people and people are probably thinking to themselves, like, what does he, what does he mean by the myth? about equality. Aren't we all equal? Right? That's probably what a lot of people are thinking to themselves. Um, and I know I'm going to get a lot. Of, the funny thing is I really want to do uh, a speech on this at Toastmasters. And I already know as soon as they, they do the, the intro and they go, um, and they, what they do is they introduce you and they do the topic and you, you put out a title and they go, uh, Tyler Dunn with the myth about equality. And then I'm sure people there, because they're, and I'm sure a lot of people there are, are very left wing, and they're going to be like, they're going to be like, oh no, because they're going to think I'm going to be talking about like race and different things, which I'm not. What I mean by the myth about equality is you've been, at least society now has been basically sold equality. And most people think like equality in the sense of race, right? Like, uh, doesn't matter your color, doesn't matter your culture, doesn't matter your background, everyone should be treated equal, right? That's what most people think about when they hear this topic. That's not what I'm talking about. Obviously, you should treat people with respect. It shouldn't matter if they're black, white, um, Spanish, Asian. It shouldn't, it shouldn't matter who you're talking to. It's still a human being, right? That's a little bit of common sense, I would say. Um, but what I'm talking about is how most people try to basically create equal op opportunity, equal outcome, um, equal pay, equal equal everything, right? How uh, men men should be as equal as women, right? So the big thing, and I'm not saying that uh, men and women are actually are different, but I'm not saying like in the sense of I'm not saying in the sense of like men and women aren't human, right? Obviously, biologically speaking, and this is where your beliefs might differ. Uh, biologically speaking, men are different than women, right? Women crave normally different things than, than men most of the time, or most women and most men create, you know, crave different things. Uh, men can't really compete with women in sports on the sense of that's why you have different leagues right you have a men's league and a women's league and um because biologically it's it doesn't work uh, the men biologically have a little bit more power than the women and that's where it gets kind of tricky because most people different you know most people probably actually disagree with me on that just because the lies that a lot of people have been fed but what I mean by a lot of equality, it's not even really about men and women. It's, it's more the fact of you can't have equal opportunity. 
You can't have equal pay. Um, and let me break down a couple different things real quick, because obviously it's going to be a lot of this, you know, it's a lot of things to kind of break down a lot of things that you're hearing. Um, think about cars. Does everyone on the road drive the exact same model, the exact same year, and the exact same make and model? No. Some people have Hyundai, some people have Honda, some people have Ford, some people have Dodge. And then you have different, you have different models in between that. Right. So then you could, you know, let's say you're taking Dodge, you have Challenger, Charger, right? They're all different when you're on the road. Take a job, right? Everyone does not have the same job because everyone does not have the same skill set. So now you have skills that are different. I might have, I might be better at public speaking. You might be a better reader and analyzer. Um, and you might be, you might have better eyesight than I do, right? Take uh, technology. You might have a different computer than I do. We might both have a computer, but you might have Mac, and I might have a PC. Um, you might have a tablet, and you might be on the internet, but I might have a laptop or a desktop. You might have you know, a different microphone than I have right now. Uh, your company could be making $500 million, like the company I work for, and someone else's company could be at a billion or a trillion, like Apple, right? So the point that, I, that I'm trying to make is, if you look at anything in life, there is no equality. There's no equal opportunity, there's no equal outcome, there's no equal anything, but most people try to make everything equal, equal, equal. I made this mistake back when I was a lot younger than I am now, I think back in high school where I'm like, if I could just make everything equal, people wouldn't be able to argue over it, right? And I'm like, all right, if I could just basically sacrifice what I want, which I technically still do nowadays, I still sacrifice a lot of what I want and I give other people what they want. The sole purpose of I know if I give them what they want and I sacrifice what I want, I'll eventually get what I want down the road. But, you know, that's a whole different topic. I've actually, I think, talked about that in another topic before. But the whole, the whole, pur the, the whole purpose I'm trying to get, get at basically is in the 21st century, everyone's trying to get these equal opportunities, equal outcomes, uh, equal pay, right? Like the whole thing right now that's going around is like uh, socialism and stuff like that. Like everyone should have health care. Everyone should have equal pay, no matter if you're a woman or man, um, or no matter your skill set uh, or job, right? Uh, and it's just, com it's complete baloney. I mean, it, it doesn't, you, there's no equal anything besides the human element, like, okay, we're all human, right? That's the only thing that equality really matters in is that you're treating other people like they're human. doesn't matter their skin color, doesn't matter uh, their age, doesn't matter their race, their culture, their background, right? It, that stuff doesn't matter, right? That should be what equality is about. But society is trying to basically tell you that there should be equal everything, equal outcome, equal opportunity. Now, I'm kind of repeating myself a lot here, but the purpose that I'm trying to basically show you is that I'm, I'm telling you, literally take anything that's in front of you right now, there is no equality in it. It's all different. And you should actually appreciate that it's not all equal and all the same. You should actually appreciate that it's different. Because if everything was the same, everyone thought the exact same, um, you had you know the same car, there would be no competition. There would be no um, different things, right? You wouldn't be able to go. The, the beauty actually about it 
really is, I, I right now I have a MacBook Air that I'm using to film the Facebook live stream, right? That's probably about an $800 computer. You, let's say you don't have $800, but you really need a computer, because there's a different company, because it's, there's a different brand, you can probably get something that's very, very similar to this Apple computer that I have, the MacBook Air, for $300 or $400, right? And that's the crazy part with the whole thing, is the whole crazy part about it is that's, that's, that's what equality should not be. Or I mean, should not be. That's why I kind of wanted to go with that. And they're kind of trying to show you that, like, equality, sh everything should be equal. And I'm telling you, it's not. It, it's, it's the biggest myth, the biggest lie that a lot of people have been feeding you your whole entire life. Um, and that's why, like, the topic, I, you know, that's why I named the topic the myth of equal, of, of, of the myth about equality. Because it, there really is no equality. And you shouldn't want really equality. Now, like I said, I'm not talking about race. I'm not talking about, um, uh, I'm not talking about like humans in general. I'm just talking about the sense of outcome, basically opportunity, pay. Um, you should be making a different amount of money than the person next to you when you're working in a company. It, it, if you guys were making the same, do you really think the person next to you would actually work harder than the person making the same amount of money? Probably not. I mean, I probably would, because that's a lot of people are money motivated, right? That's the big difference too, is no one talks about that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, obviously it's a topic where it goes pretty deep. And, you know, obviously it would probably be better for a speech, like, a, you know, like I want to do at Toastmasters, because I'd obviously break this topic down into, into three different segments. Um, unfortunately, you know, I want to go on to the next topic, but uh, it's just something to really think about. The whole the whole point of me talking about that is to really get you to think about it because, like I said, when I was younger, I, I always thought to myself, if I could just create equal, equal, equal everything, uh, people wouldn't be able to fight. But what you realize is when everything's equal, 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 they still find a way to fight or find something wrong with it. So it doesn't really matter anyways. And besides the point that... Uh, you really don't want to be equal in that sense. Like, I, I, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, let's say we have John and, and, uh, and Jamie and John had, you know, could do something that I could just hire anyone to do. Like, it's not really, it doesn't take much of skill to do like driving a car, right? Everyone kind of has a license. Everyone kind of has a car. And so I could easily just give that to anyone. So I could just pay a minimum wage or just pay him like a flat rate. But now you have Jamie, and Jamie has a skill set of data analytics, and there's not a lot of people that can really do data analytics. And so he's worth a lot more than John. Well, obviously, I'm going to pay Jamie a lot more money because his skill sets are a lot better, and they're more useful, and like it's not, it's not like you can just literally go on the street and pull off, pull someone with Jamie's skill. So that's the big difference that a lot of people don't think about. And that's why the argument with like McDonald's, like, the big political argument that's actually going on was um, they should raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. And, you know, there's a bunch of things I got to talk about why it's an issue and why it's uh, why they shouldn't raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. But the, the, the main thing was they were talking about McDonald's for a while. And the reason McDonald's, uh, regular, you know, just regular employees, cashiers, 
uh, fry cooks, different things like that within the McDonald's organization for jobs. It, the reason they're getting paid okay is because it's a skill set that – it's not a real skill set. It's Anyone could have that skill set. I shouldn't say it's not a real skill set. I should really say it's a common skill set among common individuals, uh, just meaning like anyone off the street could literally go in there and, and put some fries in a fryer, a deep fryer, and, you know, okay, I got, you know, five minutes left until they're going to get golden, pick it up and put it on the rack. And that's what people aren't thinking about. They're just going – Oh, these people can't live off this. Like these people deserve more money. Then they have to go and get a different job and, and build different skill skill or traits or kind of mess that one up. Different skill sets and develop better skills to then be more useful in the marketplace. That's where a lot of people don't think about and they don't talk about. And that's what I'm talking about with like equality is a myth because. Um, even if you did practice skill sets, you're, you may, uh, you're probably not going to have the same skill sets as me. We're all different individuals. By the way, that's another thing that I wanted to bring up, which I kind of forgot in this, in this not really a debate, it's like more of a topic, is um, everyone has different DNA strand, okay? So if you took anyone, right, the whole reason um, forensic, a forensic team can literally trace you with fingerprints, your fingerprints are all not identical, you're all, you all have different fingerprints, you all have different DNA. Everyone has an, 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 a unique DNA strand. Um, some people have different diseases that other people don't have. Some people have AIDS. Some people have different HIVs that other people don't have. I mean, the list goes on and on. I could literally probably take a 100 pages worth of things that everything is different and never comes out the same, right? Even if you get the same make of a car, this is actually pretty interesting to think about. Let's say you get the same exact make and model and everything. Like I have a 2017 Hyundai Elantra and just basic model SE. Let's say you got the same exact everything on it, right? Your car still would not be the same as that car. Your car could actually probably have more problems than my car. and My, my car could have more problems than your car, right? Down the road, depending on how I drive that car and how you drive the car, you might have different things wrong or different results that are going to end up being wrong with that, that single car um, than me. So that's what I'm trying to say. It's, 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 there, is no, there is no real equality. It, it's made up. Now, the, now, so that topic is the myth about equality. This topic is going to be the next one we're going into. Hard times create warriors. And now what I mean by hard times create warriors is, uh, and the reason I came up with this topic, by the way, was, uh, like recently a lot of things have kind of been happening around me where different people, uh, trying to think, I thought someone, uh, it's kind of hard for me to see, but what's up everyone that joined and, and did the wave. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to see on Instagram cause it's far away, but anyways, uh, hard times create warriors, right? So this one I came up with because a lot of things have been, or different people around me have been getting a, been affected by different outcomes or different things that have happened to them, uh, like traumatic experiences. And I'm at a place right now where I don't have a lot of things that are bothering me, but you know, it doesn't mean that down the road, maybe tomorrow, maybe in the next week, maybe in the next month, something's not going to happen. Of course, th you know, life, life happens and things happen. But um, right now I'm in a place where I can physically see what's going on in different people's lives because right now for me it's, it's going pretty well. Now obviously I'm trying to fix certain things. I'm trying to get different job opportunity. I'm trying to 
you know, change different things. I'm always trying to change and adapt and move forward. But um, a couple of like some people I, I see around me kind of crashing and burning a little bit. And, you know, I'm in a place where I can see it and it's not really affecting me, but I can see that it's affecting them. And the, and this probably could be happening to you. You're probably, you know, you might be joining this conversation right now and maybe you're going through something very traumatic in your life. And the best advice I could possibly give you is what I've learned because uh, I've gone through some pretty uh, extreme situations in my own life. Flip my car, um, you know, going down, um, make, I was going down university, making a left on a McNabb over here. If you guys know the roads over here in Coral Springs, Florida. And I ended up smashing into the back of this one guy who stopped in the middle of the road, I think because he was having a heart attack and flipped my car upside down. Luckily I had my seatbelt on. Um, well, probably the most dramatic thing that was actually the most traumatizing thing that happened to me. Uh, the second thing would be, uh, my first real relationship. I really was in love with this one girl ended up doing an, um, she ended up going and doing an arranged marriage and it kind of completely, it kind of completely mentally and not physically, obviously, but mentally and more internally just completely broke me. Um, and I ended up doing a lot of crazy things where I kind of lost myself for a while. And that's kind of the person you're seeing right now is I, I flipped it and figured out how to flip it and go down a better, a, a better, more stable and understanding path than uh, a more, you know, crazy, I'm trying to think of like the right, the right word to really call it, crazy, uh, satanic, yeah, that's a pretty powerful word, and destructive type of path which I see a lot of people they end up doing because they, they physically weren't mentally tough enough to overcome what happened to them. And so what I try to tell people is even though you're going through a lot of pain right now, the pain is what makes you the warrior. Cause if you can learn to flip the pain in reverse and not let it use you, but you, you basically use the pain, you'll become invincible. And what I mean by that is, you'll basically be able to overcome anything. And that's basically what I do is if something traumatic happens now, I go, you know, at first, you know, it hits you and you're kind of, you kind of, because you're not expecting a lot of these things to happen, right? You're not really expecting things to happen that normally happen that are really traumatizing or dramatic. And so you're, you're kind of, you're like, oh, like you almost like got punched in the face, right? And you're kind of like dazed and you're, and you're trying to, you're like, oh my gosh, how could this happen? You freak out. But what I've been able to do is i Freak out a little bit at first. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, obviously, I'm human. Freak out a little bit at first. And then I'm able to rationalize my with myself. And I go, I go, wait a minute. Take a deep breath. Realize what's going on. And I go, okay, hang on. I go, is it how bad is this situation? And I think to myself, and I go back to the pain that I've had before, right? The pain that I've had before with that, you know, arranged marriage with my, my ex-girlfriend. Or the time I flipped my car. Or the, the one, you know, the time that I, I had a really, really close best friend and I got backstabbed really bad and, and certain people left my friendship to go with his friendship, even though, um, you know, he wasn't the, the best person in the world. Right. And I kind of, and they kind of, and by the way, some of those people that left me, I did a lot for those people and I felt really 
offended because I'm like, you know, he didn't want he didn't want to hang out with you. He didn't want to do anything. He didn't want to have anything to do with you. He just used me to get away from you so he could go do things. And when I explained that to people, they didn't believe me. And obviously they went to his side because they couldn't see it from the point of view that I was talking about it. They couldn't see what I was saying. That affected me pretty bad. And only, you know, uh, you know, my good friend stayed. But the point, and eventually other people came around, but the point being is that uh, I got at a point where I used that pain or I used that past as a way to boost past whatever's going on now. So if something happened, like I'm just going to try to give you an example. Obviously, this isn't happening right now, but I'm just going to try to give you an example. Like, God forbid something happens where I lose my job. Say so I lose my job and I have no income and I'm like, all right, I'm, I, I feel stuck. Right, I, I feel stuck or something. Um, and that's, you know, obviously that, that sucks because now your income is gone. And uh, if you're someone like me, that's trying to get ahead through some, you know, debts and certain other things, it's gonna, it's gonna be a big, you know, kick to the balls basically. Um, and you're going to have to try to, you know, you're going to have, it's going to set you back for a second. What I would do is I'd say, all right, it's definitely not as bad as what I've been through with my past. What can I do? What are the solutions I can come up with? And what can I portray moving forward so I can get out of this situation? And that's the difference. And at first I'll be like, uh, like, oh man, like, what do I do? Right. I'll freak out. And then for a second, I'll be like, all right, I'll be like, okay, this is why faith comes in too, to be a hundred percent honest with you. The, the reason I can do this is because I have a lot of faith. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, hang on. Why did this happen? First of all. I'd be like, okay, maybe it's maybe it's God telling me I should have I should have left a long time ago, right? I should have left a long time ago. I knew it was probably coming. I probably what I'm you know obviously not happy because I probably wasn't producing for this company, and that's probably why they let me go in the first place. And it's God telling me that it's time to move on, move forward, and figure out a new path for myself. And that's where the faith would kick in for me, which you know it, it takes faith to kind of do what I'm about to do. And explain to you and I'd be and then I'd be like all right what are the solutions so I'd, I'd, I'd pretty much get away from the problem a little bit and go okay what are the solutions to the problem and I'd go through those routes or those those different options that I'd probably come up with and I'd basically just take action on to get it done but for the average person if that didn't have faith or didn't have uh, you know the willpower to kind of think through it and take a take a deep breath and step back from the situation and look at it at a 360 perspective would obviously have a hard time um, achieving you know achieving that so so like I said like what I do is I, I use the hard times to create a warrior with inside myself and that's that's where this topic is coming from like use hard times to create or use hard times to create warrior, to create a warrior. I probably should have put, I, I probably messed it up in hard times. Oh, never mind. I, I misread it. It's hard times create warriors, but really it should have been worded hard time, how hard times can create warriors or how to create a warrior within yourself. But that's kind of what I'm talking about on this topic is you got to use the pain and everyone's got to go through the pain. Unfortunately, there's no uh, fast forward button. There's no uh, skip button to get through the pain. You got to literally endure the pain and you got to flip the pain 
and create that warrior. And that's what I, that's what I learned to do. And I'm not saying it's easy. I still struggle with it sometimes, but that's where the faith also comes in as glue. That's why you hear me a lot of times. And I say, you know, uh, if I'm talking about faith or I'm talking about God, or I'm talking about some type of, uh, you know, some type of faith in general, it doesn't have to be, you know, a Christian faith or, um, it could be a different type of faith. Like my, my best friend is, uh, is Hindu and, you know, she believes in, in a God. It's probably, you know, and who knows if it's not the same God or not. That's the big, that's the big key. Uh, their beliefs are a little bit different than mine, but who knows now what I'm, what I'm kind of talking about here is hard times, right? or faith, I'm sorry, I kind of got off, I got off track for a sec. You'll hear me talk a lot about faith is almost like glue. It holds you together. And that's kind of what I'm talking about here, where my faith holds me together like glue. Because when I, when my own mindset goes out and gives in to the pressure and, and, and the, the, the hard times that I'm going through, my faith is what is the glue that pulls me back to that mindset or that, or that, uh, or to get me out of that terrible situation, right? It's almost like a solution automatically. It's a defaulted solution that gets me back in the game. And that's, what I, that's why I always tell people like faith, like the, I highly recommend getting into some type of faith where it really builds who you are because it, it literally is like glue. It, it, it literally holds you together when you give up on yourself. And I've quit on myself a couple, I'm not gonna lie to you, I've quit on myself a couple times and the gym is the best example I can give you. I, uh, you know, I, I have these goals. I want to be a certain weight. I want to lose a certain amount of weight. And um, I want to eat better and certain things. And sometimes I just cave and I quit. I'll go over to my friend's house and he's like, hey, you want a Coke? And I don't drink soda, but I'm like, you know, it's kind of it's tempting to watch him pour the soda in the glass, drink the soda. And sometimes I'm like, all right, I mean, it, it's not going to kill me to drink it once. Like, I don't drink it, right? And I make up excuses. But then I feel like crap the next morning, and then my uh, my faith kind of helps me out. And, I'm, uh, and then I go to I go to the gym the next day, and I'm like, all right, well, you know, I caved, like I shouldn't have done that. And I think to myself about my faith, and then I end up going, okay, well, if I want to stay true to myself, I want to stay true uh, to the vision and the plans. Um, I'm not a good example right now, especially since I've made these uh, these basically goals and self-reflecting issues and I made a commitment to myself that I broke, you know, I, I'm going to go to the gym today. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm kind of talking about in, in that sense. So that's hard times create warriors. Now I'm going to go into my business, which is Dundee Investments, and we're going to wrap it up. So for anyone that doesn't know, my name is Tyler Dunn. I own a company called Dundee Investments LLC, where the deal is already done. Now, this business is designed to take a distressed seller and put them on with an investor. So that's the main job. That's the main way this business works is we take a distressed seller and we put them on with an investor. We're not a real estate or I'm not a real estate agent. My company itself is not a real, a real estate agency in the sense of like we're realtors, uh, it's investors. So, how this works, what I'm going to do is go over some problems that we can help solve in the real estate or um, financial issues that you could have with your property. And then I'm going to go into the three steps to financial freedom. And that's going to be the process of how Dundee will help you get out of the situation. So 
start off, here's, here's a couple examples that Dundee Investments could help you with the, to solve your problem um, if you're having some type of financial crisis that you have to get out of. The first one would be pre-foreclosure, which a lot of people know about. Pre-foreclosure is just basically when you, normally when people go and they buy a, a property, they don't really have the cash up front, so they go and they get a mortgage, which is basically a loan, or is a loan, and what happens is sometimes you fall behind the, the mortgage payments and the bank has the right, if you basically don't pay them, to repossess that property since you're still paying them back on cash and that's your collateral. Sometimes it happens where people really can't afford the payments and so they go into uh, what's called pre-foreclosure where the bank's about to basically repossess or seize, or I think that's the proper word I wanted to use, basically take the property back and that's where done deal investments can help you out and basically pay off the rest of the mortgage, pay off the debt, and basically buy your property as is. Now, the next one would be foreclosure, which would be basically in this scenario, it would be if you know someone that has is a small bank owner or someone that's pretty high up in a small bank. And normally what happens is those banks that have the foreclosures, they repossess the property back. The person that used to live there trashes the place because they're pissed um, and they're not obviously very happy that they lost all their money in the deal and you basically took away their, their living quarters and they trash the property which now is, uh, is money out of the pocket of the bank and the more time that they have to wait to fix up the property and hold on to the property, they're losing money on that property. So it becomes a liability rather than an asset to that bank or at least a small bank, right? So if you know anyone that owns a small bank or is, is pretty high up in a, uh, a bank that's considered a small bank and they have a lot of liabilities where they have a lot of foreclosures where no one's living in them, then that would be um, a good way for us to help them out is we just partner up with them and basically get investors to buy those properties off of the, the bank's hands. Now, the other one would be job transfer. This one's obviously pretty simple. It's where the person finds better opportunity in another state, maybe another city within that same state or into a different country. And they have to leave within the next week, maybe even the next two weeks. And a real estate agent normally takes about a month, maybe a month and a half. And so this is where Dundee Investments will be able to do a better job of a situation like that because we would sell it in like a week, basically seven days. And we would just give it to a, uh, pre, you know, a person that's on our list where they already, they already want to buy a property. So that investor would already automatically be a, a, a buyer and they'd be able to buy that property really fast. Now, another one would be uh, divorce is where I get a lot of criticism from because they're like, I don't understand why you're talking about divorce. The reason I, I bring up the divorce um, problem or issue is because in the United States, we're at about a 48% divorce rate. And so it's kind of, it's obviously pretty common in the United States for divorce. And at the same time, a lot of states are 50-50 states. So obviously Florida where I, you know, I'm in the Broward County area with my business, Dundee Investments. Obviously in that area in Florida, it's a 50-50 state. So you can't obviously split the house in half and go, okay, here's half of the house for you. And here's half of the other house for you. You have to literally sell the property and split the profits 50-50 down the middle that's where done deal investments would be able to do it quick. You wouldn't have to go through a real estate agent, do an open house, do all these things. And we would just buy it as is. So it'd be really fast transaction. 
and we would just basically sell it, give you the cash, you guys would split it between each other and basically go your separate ways. Now the next one would be liens on, on your property. Liens are just like city oriented liens where the city comes in and they're just like, okay, you have overgrown grass, your pool's black, uh, or it's not up to standards a lot. Your roof's really dirty and they cite you for like, let's say $250. Um, obviously I don't know exactly how much it's depending on the situation they're citing you for, but, um, they basically, let's say it's just 250 and you don't get to it in time and every single day collects more interest on it. And now it's about, you know, $2,500, um, that you, that, that accumulated interest over time and you can't afford that. You didn't, you couldn't really afford the 250 and now you really can't afford the 2,500. Um, this is where Dundee investments would come in and basically buy out the debt and we'd sell it to an investor and you'd basically be able to move on to the next thing. Now, in certain situations like that, you might not want to sell your property. In that case, we also have another um, person that we can recommend you to. And they would be able to base, I think what they do is they would be able to basically um, buy out all your debt. You would basically rent to own, meaning you'd rent out to that person until you caught up on the debts and then you'd just basically pay them a little bit on interest. Uh, since they're basically spotting you on, on, it's almost like a mortgage basically. I would, I, that's how I'd kind of compare it to, but, and then you'd eventually buy out the debt from them and you'd be able to get your property back and, and stay in your property. Now that's, that's a whole different company, but I definitely can recommend you if that's something you, you would prefer doing rather than sell your property. Now, I think of this, uh, oh, and, uh, the big one, uh, there's other ones too. I'm going to do two more, but there's obviously other ones where if you just want to sell that property fast for quick cash offer, um, then you can do that. But the next two would be if you inherit a property normally you inherit it through a loved one, someone that passed away. That's normally an elderly person. And since they're older, they tend not to take care of the property with the maintenance. And so you might inherit a property in the will, and you might already have a property and you might be like, well, I, you know, the house is kind of messy. I kind of really don't want this property. I just kind of want the money from the equity within the property. That's where Dundee Investments would also be able to help you because we would just sell the property fast and give you the quick cash offer and you'd be able to walk away um, without having to do much of any work. And we would do everything basically for you. We just sell it really fast to an investor. You get the cash and move on, right? Now, the last one I want to talk about is real estate agents. Now, you're probably thinking about, you know, why would he be talking about real estate agents? The reason for it is a lot, of the, the market in general is very saturated with real estate agents, and some of them don't, aren't very persistent, they're not very good, and so what ends up happening is they take a long time to sell your property. Now, if you have issues where your property has a lot of maintenance issues and different things like that, it might take the real estate agent longer to sell your property as most of the time they're putting it on, excuse me, most of the time they're putting it on the MLS, which is the, the mark, you know, their market and they're trying to sell it for full, you know, most of the time you see properties on there for full market value. Now, the, the thing that I want to talk about is, is that where they, it might take them a long time. You might not want to, you know, you might have really bad experiences with real estate agents and this way it's different. It's a, it's a, it's, it's way different from what they're going to do. They're going to charge you minimum 6% of commission on the property that they sell, right? They're going to do open houses, which a lot of people hate the open house thing because you have a lot of different, you know, a lot of different moving parts with it where they put a sign out. You have a lot of people that come into the property. You got to take off from work. Uh, you got to do a couple different things that 
it kind of, and they're kind of hoping that someone stops by and takes interest and wants to buy. Uh, most of the time, um, they, they don't have preset buyers like we do with Dundee Investments. We have people on a list that would automatically want to buy your property. So that's how we cut down the time. And we don't do open houses. We, um, what we do is we, t we come to your property for a scheduled visit or a walkthrough. We take five pictures inside, five pictures outside, and we do an estimate basically of what it would take for the investor to basically flip it and make a profit off the property or anything a cost the investor. And we basically email all this stuff or we go online and we basically present it to a bunch of uh, investors. So we already basically, and we already have a list basically made. So let's say I didn't have it, I'd be responsible to go and find you the investor, but we should have an investor already on our list. Now, that's the big difference. And we don't charge you commission, by the way. We actually don't charge the seller anything. We actually get commission from the investor for putting the deal together and giving him the deal or them the deal. So that's the big difference is we don't charge you the 6% commission or we don't charge you commission. We get that from a, what we call a finder's fee from the investor. So that's the, that's the big, big, big difference. And we sell a lot faster. So that's the big difference too. But anyways, those are the, the problems that we can solve. And obviously there's a lot more. It's just, I'd be here, I'd be here for days trying to, you know, go through the problems. But now what I'm going to do is go through the, the actual process, what Dundee Investments would have to do in order to sell your property very fast with a quick offer. This is what I call the three steps to financial freedom. Uh, the first step is you have to contact Dundee Investments. So that requires either a phone call, a text, an email, going on our website, filling out a form, going on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All that is in the Facebook description and you should be able to easily get in contact with me. Now I'm going to warn you, I do prefer the phone call out of all of them just because it's more personable. We'll get to interact better. Um, and at the same time, I got to ask you some, some simple questions, but it'll make the whole process go a little bit faster. And from there, what's going to happen is, um, Oh, real quick. So if you're going to, if you do end up calling me, I do have to warn you that I do work a full-time job. So it's, you know, I might not get back to you right away, but just know that I will get back to you as soon as possible. It's just, I'm working a job where I can't use my phone and take phone calls. I work in a call center right now. So I can't take phone calls when I'm working physically at that job um, or I get written up and I could possibly lose my job. So I can't take the phone call, but I will call you as soon as, you know, I get out of that, that job or the next day or so. So just, you know, be patient, leave a detailed message, basically saying the problem that you're in and why you're calling. And that's basically, it, and then I can give you a call back and give me your contact information. So that's the first step and kind of it's first step going into the second step, but I'm just going to ask you some very basic questions, regardless of how you contact Dundee Investments. It's going to be questions, basically the problem that you're having that we need to help solve. And it's going to be what kind of condition your property is in. From this point, we're going into step two, which just means uh, step two, which just means that now we have to schedule an appointment to come to your property. And from here, what, what's going to happen is uh, we're going to do what I call a walkthrough where I'm going to take five pictures inside your property and five on the outside of the property. And I'm going to bring a sheet with me and just jot down what would be a cost to the investor. So this is going to give me a quick estimate of what basically the, what the cost 
is going to take for that investor to basically flip that property and put it in mint condition to sell it on the MLS for full market value. So the list and then the pictures obvious, obviously are so we don't have to do an open house. I could send all this data, the cost that it's going to take for the investor to flip it on all those items like roof damage, mold. Uh, we got to fix your driveway, fix the pool, fix the roof, anything like that will be jotted down and I'll send them the pictures and they can see basically the property without having to physically come to your property and, and get all this foot traffic going on. From this point, we're still kind of in step two, but we're going to step three. So from this point, once I find you the investor, I also have to run what I call running comps where I got to come up with the average price, which we will then negotiate on. So from this point, what I do is, I go and try to find three houses that I've sold in that market in, or in that neighborhood that you're at as close as I possibly can get them. And as close to, you know, like three months or as recent as I possibly can go and get um, that I've sold on the market. What happens is then I get the average price. So we're at here, the average price, I deduct what it's going to take for that investor. So the investor's cost that they're going to have to intake. And at the bottom would be the price that we negotiate on. So that the bottom price would be what we're negotiating on. Once we come to an agreement on the, the, the price and the terms, it's very simple from this point. Now we're on, now we're really on step three. So for step three, now we just have to sign the contract once we negotiate. And from here, it's really simple. Obviously uh, the terms would be if you need to stay in the house for three weeks, if you have to do anything before you can commit to selling the property, that's where the terms would come into to, uh, play on this contract from this point the seller will then sign the contract I will sign it for done deal investments and the investor will sign the contract for whatever company uh, that investor is representing and then the deal is done right it's a done deal at this point done deal right from here the seller will then get the, the cash offer promised and obviously will um, commit to the terms that we negotiated and agreed upon and the seller will obviously flip the property and make a profit off it. Done deal investments will get paid by the investor, not the seller. And that will be commission fee for what we call a finder's fee because I'm putting the deal together. I found the seller, I found the investor, and I put the deal together and gave the deal to the investors. So that's the very cool part about this is uh, all three parties win on this deal. Now, Obviously, this helps the seller because the seller gets the quick cash offer. He can then move on to the next property. And the situations that we're helping them, like pre foreclosure, excuse me, well, I kind of get out of nowhere. Pre foreclosure would be, you know, that's going to destroy your credit. It's going to destroy a lot of different financial, um, your financial health, right, or personal, uh, personal finance type health. And that's where Dundee Investments would be able to help you out be able to basically solve that problem for you. Now, let's say you didn't want to move out of your house and you wanted to stay in the house and just basically pay off some of the debt. That's where I could reference you to uh, one of my other friend's friends who owns a company where I'm pretty sure they would basically buy out your debt. They would rent it back to you. And this is something that I could consider with Dundee Investments. I definitely would have to do research into it and see how I, my company would be able to do it. But Right now I can just sell it to an investor. I, I can't do this right now. But they would basically, I think, buy out your debt. They'd rent it to you until you paid off the debt with a little bit of, you know, obviously interest on it. And then you'd basically be able to buy your property back and they'd actually save your property and, and give it back to you. 
that's what I'm pretty sure uh, what they would end up doing. Now, I can't obviously vouch for them because I've never gone through the process for them, but I'm almost positive that's what they'd be doing. So there's always another option. If you wanted to do a different option than done deal investments, you could still contact us and I'd still be able to help you out. Now, once this whole entire deal is done, I would still continue to help the seller with my business, done deal investments, and just be able to give you different third party, uh, third parties that I know, like real estate agents, home inspectors, um, financing, any of that stuff. I'd still be able to go and find you those, infra, you know, like those resources or those things that you would need if you needed that. Uh, you know, you might not need that. You might be able to go and, and you might know connections or know someone that could do all that stuff for you. But if you did need it, I'd be able to do that for you. I know a lot of real estate agents. I know, uh, you know, I know a couple of home inspections companies and stuff like that. But that, that would be basically the whole entire process for Dundee Investments. And I do want to eventually expand this business and start doing it where we have home inspections, we have real estate agents, we have financing, where it's a one-stop shop and you don't have to go and and go through all these different third parties. It'd be one straight company that you would deal with and they would do all the paperwork and get everything done. That's really what I want to aim for and just keep growing the company done deal investments to keep expanding. That's really what I want to get to eventually. Now, obviously it's going to take time. A lot of these different things like home inspections and real estate, you know, agency and all that stuff. It's all time consuming as well as getting licenses and insurance and different things, which obviously I don't have. So I can't do that. Now, that's what I want to do. That's the big goal I have for Dundee Investments. I believe that's everything that I wanted to talk about with Dundee Investments. I real quick want to wrap it up, but um, before I leave, remember this. You know, this has been episode 108 of Goals and Updates. I do want to really quick go through these real quick. So, if you're new, we do have a platform that we're using right now to host our old podcast, which is called Podbeam. For that, for goals and updates, it's goalsandupdates.podbean.com. Then we also have our Patreon support, which would be to help grow this channel because uh, I basically do this for free right now. Um, and I don't, you know, I put my own hard, hard cash into it and I try to do the best I can with updating and technology and different things. I feel like I'm getting better with it. But um, obviously we can grow a lot better. We can get better quality content. We can get better equipment and we can just keep progressing. Maybe make it, you know, I really want to get to a point where I can get a lot more co-hosts on the show. And in order to do that, I have to have a you know better setup. I have to give them, you know, I have to have more equipment to really be able to do that properly. That's where a Patreon support would come in and you'd sign up as a member and it's a dollar, right? It would charge you a dollar every single month, a Patreon support for goals and updates it's a dollar. I mean, that's, that's as low as you could possibly get it. Um, and that's probably, you know, a dollar is not going to kill you every single month. I mean, like you probably have, you probably have five or $15 that carry over every single month. And if you don't, and you're, you're probably not budgeting, which I would you know highly recommend doing, but, um, this is a great way to show some support and help me out and just help the channel grow. Cause I really want to get more people's voices heard on here. I want to, you know, I have a lot of goals and visions for goals and updates and I, I really want to get it moving and, and I kind of need to be able to hire people. I kind of need to be able to promote it more. And that's, you know, it's kind of hard when I'm, I'm running Dundee investments at the same time, I'm, you know, working full time. So 
the time thing is a big issue for me and uh, the money is, is obviously a struggle too. So goals and updates, you know, if you want to help support up or support us, uh, just sign up. It's patreon.com slash goals and updates. And you sign up for $1 a month, which is pretty awesome. And eventually I'm going to have more plans. We'll have a $5 plan, a $10 plan. It just, it, it all needs to come together. And I got to try to put the ideas together. And at the same time, I got to get the merchandise and I got to get certain things going. So it's all a working, you know, work in progress. Um, and yeah, that's all that. So this has been episode 108 of Goals and Updates. I appreciate everyone that came out and watched this episode. We'll come on Wednesday. And from there, I'll update you on some more stuff. And we'll have more topics. This is, my name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. Peace.